But thanks to our team, and that's the introduction to this series we're going to be looking at, David. Our team together as pastors, we all dive into these scriptures. You know, some that we have the whole overview, David, and look at the book of Samuel, first and second. We look at Kings and Chronicles. And so we put these ideas together, but everybody have a specialty that they bring to, to join this together, our production team, our video team, our communications team, and all of us, and the, the worship people also say, well, how do we present this? So it's a team effort. And so I want to acknowledge that at the top of the hour, uh, Michelle talked about, we're going into David after God's own heart. But also we've sang these songs, now we've seen this introduction. Let me start off by saying, how did we get here? How did we get to the book of First and Second Samuel? So I'm just going to give a quick overview. It's always good to have the whole scope of the Bible together. So we started off this year, we're talking about one scripture, one story, one savior. We went into, we talked a little bit about Noah, we jumped into Abraham, and this is where all this is connected. So let's look at Abraham, how he started that journey. Uh, my team put together a map we have here. How he started that journey when God called him down there from Ur of the Chaldees. That's where he started. So you can get a little marker and you can go up and he went right over. We talked about he went to Shechem, he went to Bethlehem, he went to Hebron. He was there because God called him to go and serve. Then he dropped down to Egypt. There are various circumstances that led him to that. Back in, e in Egypt, but he returned to the land. And then God gave him the promised child, uh, Isaac. And Isaac was the promise that he's going to be a father of many nations. And all those nations and us today were are part of that promise still. But then from Isaac, we saw that things went over to his father, Jacob. And Jacob had these 12 sons that he had, and one of those sons was Joseph. And Joseph was another one who was living right in the land there, in the promised land, Hebron, all those areas. But because of Joseph sold in slavery, remember we talked about um, the providence of God, he brought all his people back into the land of Egypt. So they were now in Egypt, and God was calling them out. Moses was one of those we did just before Easter. Moses led the people out of the promised land to where God wanted. He never made it there. He never got into the promised land himself. When we visit Israel, they always show you this place. You stand out and say, that is where Moses stopped, and then you can see the rest of Jericho, but he never made it. So that's the people are now in the promised land. So we've, we've looked at the, the Pentateuch, the five books of Moses, that tells us that. So now we jump into the historical book, what is the history of our people of, of, of Israel? What is the history of the Bible, actually, that we see starts in Joshua, the conquest for the land? Possess your possession. They took the land. So you read that in, in, Josh, in Joshua, in Judges, everything went south. If you think anything is happening in the world today, you read in the book of, of Joshua, you will see how people were just going down. Everything was chaotic. Nothing was going the way. People were not looking to God, and they were all moving around. You remember we also went from Judges, and we also did the book of Ruth, where we saw they went from Bethlehem also back to Moab. They are just, nobody's ruling them. So we come to the book of Samuel, where people were, were rejecting God over their lives. They were choosing something else to reign. Samuel that we'll see, the book is named after, 
was one of the la was the last judge and one of the prophets. So they go to Samuel and say, we don't want God to be in charge. Is that new today? We don't want to be people who are trusting God. So they pressured Samuel, and Samuel was seeking God as the priest, as the prophet, as the judge. And God said, I will give them a king, and this is what will happen. And if I give them a king, this is how life is going to be like. So they decided that they will have a new king and somebody that will reign. So that's what brings us to the book of, of, of Samuel. We're going to see this. So I want us to, if you're able, you could stand. I'm going to read 1 Samuel chapter 16. You can open it on your phone, or you can read on the screen, or if you're online, you can read it on, on, your, on, your, on your tablet. 1 Samuel chapter 16. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him? as king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. To Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. So Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. The Lord said to him, take your heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Samuel did what the Lord said. When he arrived in Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. They said, do you come in peace? Samuel said, yes, in peace. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord is an Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadad and and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then said, had Shemaiah pass by. But Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? They are still the youngest, Jesse said. He is tending the sheep, Samuel said. Send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought to him in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. Let us pray. Father, may the reading of your word now bring understanding. Our hearts will be touched, and we will receive from you what you prepared for us. Open our eyes, open our hearts and our eyes to, to obey you in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. So we're going to look at a couple of things as we prepare for this journey that we will be able to 
come to a place where we see how do I become after God's heart. But there are a couple of things that are in this story that I want us to really to be able to grasp. You heard also it was said that we're looking at David, the anointed heart. So what is anointing? What is anointing that we read in the Bible? Here are some talking points that I just put up because we hear about it. Some of you carry your oil and you anoint. What is anointing? This is what we'll find out about anointing, that this was an act of pouring oil over a person's head to his entire body. And that is what we see Samuel was doing here. But also we see that the origin of anointing actually comes from when people had their, their sheep and the, the shepherds would take this oil and rub it all over their, their sheep in the field. The reason for that was so that the parasites, the insects, would not just go and feast on, the, on their sheep. So the oil will help to take that away. So that was just a way of comfort and also a way of health. But also there's a lot in the Bible about anointing. A person is anointed for a special service. We see the king, the prophets, and even people who are in construction. Today we will call them, they were general con contractors. They will be people who will be anointed. So anointing is really being set apart. Like Jesus said in the book of Luke, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. So it is being consecrated, being set apart for the Holy Spirit to walk in your life. So every one of us who follow Jesus and what we're doing, we're anointed for that role. We're anointed for the work that God calls us. So if you are in, you know, today we give big credits to people and health workers, they are, they, they are anointed for their work. We give to school teachers, for, to law enforcement. My two elders that were there, you know, Dr. Nick is a pharmacist, so that's anointed for that job. Some of you here, you do the same work. Or Danny is an architect. Or some of you are in other businesses that you are called to. That is being set apart, you are consecrated. And think about that as your calling and also your anointing. The second thing we see about, uh, David actually wrote, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. So he's just acknowledging that position and place that God has given. Next, I want to mention about the heart, anointed heart. What is this heart? I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to tell you anything about your physical heart. But the, but the Bible often talks to us about our heart is the center of everything we do. In our hearts, we're able to be able to be who we are, what God has given to us to be able to say, this is my being, this is my personality, this is who I am, this is how I feel, this is how I make my choices, these are my motives. That's the heart. That feeling that you express here in a place of worship. Right now, your heart is at work. Your spiritual heart is what I'm talking about. It's at work as you hear the scriptures, you've sang songs. That is what we're talking about. And again, David said, I give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. I will tell of your wonderful deeds. Psalm 9:1. David writes. So the heart is that seat of where we show devotion, we show obedience. So that's what we want to start for our calling. So when you hear people are being called, it is in your heart with the word of God, the Holy Spirit, which anoints you, the circumstances, and the way you are wired with your heart, that's how you know what is your calling. So here are three things I want us to get from the scripture as we enter into the story of David. As we see David, I'm going to start off by talking about Samuel 
and Saul. Let's start with Samuel and Saul. Samuel we see from chapters in 1 Samuel. I hope you spend time studying these scriptures we put out there. 1 Samuel chapter 8 all the way to chapter 15. When the people said they wanted a king, God called Samuel, who was the one that went out. He met those handsome men they call uh, Saul, and he actually anointed him. In chapter 10 of 1 Samuel, we read that when Samuel arrived, he found this guy, he came up, and he said, the Lord said to Samuel, take a flax of olive oil and pour on Saul's head and kiss him, saying, he has been anointed as a ruler over Israel. So that was the Saul that had a relationship with the Samuel. And so he anointed him. The guy took off in chapter 10. He was making conquest because this is what was worrying the people. They wanted a, a physical human leader that would just go out and make everything right. And so Saul was doing that. He was conquering. But Saul started to think about himself. What is this? What, what am I in this for myself? And we see that he went from a great military leader to a spiritual loss. The way we can call that or name it, he lived in disobedience. What he was not supposed to do was what he was doing. He lived in sin. And sadly in the Bible we read that this man who was anointed, this man who was called and set apart was rejected by God. And God actually confirmed that with um, Samuel. He said, I have rejected him. I have found another man after my own heart. Very sad. And today we can draw lessons from this for ourselves. That sometimes the thing that God has given to us to do, our business, our family, our community, if we don't get our heart right, we quickly fall into disobedience. How are we measuring up with where we are called? You know, whether those online who are joining us and all, all of us in this room, how do we measure what is right before us day and night that that is our calling? Are we living in, in, in obedience and glorifying God by being devoted? I pray that you and I, our hearts will be fully devoted. So Saul is not going to forever forget Samuel. And Samuel said, far be it from me if I'll forget, I'll pray for you. But God has rejected you. He has chosen another one. So that brings us to chapter 16, where we see now Samuel is heading to Bethlehem. There's another map we can look at quickly if we're able to bring that second map up. He's now going to come and see that, hey, I'm going there. So he lives way north there in Ramah, and he's going to come down to Bethlehem. And then in Bethlehem is where he's going to anoint uh, David. So he comes down to Bethlehem. We just read, thank you very much. We just read, and the sacrifice takes place. So what is happening in the scripture here? He shows up in town, and everybody's concerned. But they do a sacrifice, and then now he's choosing these seven guys that all parade in front of the priest Samuel, and the answer was no, no, no. And then we see that the father had a wish. If I am like, like Jesse, we all have a wish for our children. 
I had a wish for my children as they were growing up here. I want to be a great parent, get all the training we can give you. I want them to go to, to, to college, to get an education. I want them to be able to, to be part of the church. I want them to follow Jesus. We all had those, have those wishes. At the right time, I want them to get married and have children and on and on. So we have wishes. This was nothing wrong for, for Daddy Jesse to be able to wish that. But he was a wise man. He not only had wishes, he was very wise. We read here in the scripture that Samuel said, are these all the sons you have? And Jesse said, oh, there's the little guy. He's out there in the field. He's a, he's a nobody. So we're going to see he goes from nobody to nobility in a short time. So the calling went out to the field. They got David from the field and he came in. And we read in the scripture, he arrives. And he doesn't know what's going on at home. Can you just imagine when little boy David walks out and the, the prophet is at their house, his brothers are being paraded, and you, you heard from Pastor John, he had two sisters. They would just be sitting, which of these big brothers are going to be the king? But God looks at the heart. Verse 7 is a key verse in chapter 16. The, the Lord looks at the heart not on the outside appearance. This has been our experience in the pastor search committee. Trust me. You know, uh, those guys having 100 people and send us seven, we are praying and say, God, show us. And God shows it to us. It has been mutual with, with most of them that not me, not Northland, not this person. Because God is looking at the heart for his people here at Northland. And then we see immediately God made it clear to Samuel and verse 12. The Lord then said to Samuel, rise and anoint him. This is the one. And Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went back to Ramah. Samuel was the preacher who was going all over the place. This was just one assignment he had. And there the anointing, the Spirit of God, come together. And that was the one that God had chosen to be the king of Israel. David, the lad. It's going to take a long time. Calling, anointing comes with waiting. You know, some of us don't live, we live in a culture where we are not able to wait. Instant, we want it now. God, just do it. I prayed, you showed me the sign, but David had to wait for many years to be in the throne. In this series, you're going to, we're going to be learning much more. What's going to happen? This guy's the king. His brothers, you know, think about the brothers. Oh, this little boy, he became the king, and we're here. Are we chopped liver or what? No, that was God's choice. That was God's choice to make him the king. In, in calling, in anointing, there's patience, there's perseverance, there's seeking the Lord step by step. Where has God called you? at this time that you can be trusting him to lead you. What are you waiting for? What is he preparing? If you're going to move out of state or another place or job or house or county or wherever God has placed you, seek him with all our hearts and we'll be able to find out that God will say, this is the way, walk ye in it. You know, as I think about calling, we see about David, we're going to learn more about how God revealed this. Back home in, in Sierra Leone and then when we lived also in Liberia, we read all these missionary biographies over and over. One that really intrigued me many years has been the story of David Livingston. You know that God 
called him a humble heart, anointed, patiently, and he followed God. David Livingston was from Scotland, Glasgow, Scotland, you know, over there in Europe. He was a medical doctor. He was called, he was anointed, and he was going to go out and be a missionary. He was going to travel in Africa, not to south. Those days in the 1800, they referred to our continent as the dark continent because you just can't get anywhere easily. He was going to go from Cairo at the top all the way to Cape Town. That was the journey he had. He went to serve. His heart was dedicated to the Lord. He was anointed as a doctor to, to go and do adventure. He did, he traveled, he had encounters with, with lions and everything. And he traveled until he got to Malawi. He went further south. But David Livingston died of malaria in Africa. And when he died, he had made this wish that when I die, I want my heart that I dedicated to this continent to be, to be buried in, 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 in southern Africa, in, in Blantai. And that was the city. His heart was buried, but his body was brought to Westminster Abbey in England. So when I used to take the students on short-term mission trips, when we arrive in London, we drive up to go sightseeing in London, we'll go to Westminster Abbey, and we will look at this memorial in that place. Here lies David Livingston, whose heart was buried in Africa, a heart that was dedicated, a heart that was committed. Where is the dedication for you and I today? What decision are we going to make so that we are anointed, we are called, and we can trust the Lord to be able to take our dedication. There has to be a point that we can realize, God, I am called, I want to. So we need to take some heart examination. We just finished Easter. We talk about the power of the resurrection. Yet yeah, Jesus has called us to live for him. But brothers and sisters, here are three areas I want us to make a dedication, examine our hearts. Test me, O oh Lord, examine my heart. May our hearts be presented to him. Let's do a heart examination of that heart of our spiritual heart. Secondly, God not only gives us the heart examination, but he also leads us to talk about the salvation we have. Examine the heart of salvation. If the heart of salvation I have, for it is with the heart that you believe. If you know the gospel, you believe it because it is declared to you that God loves you, Jesus died for you, and you can trust him as your savior. And you can declare, are we a church declaring Jesus? Are there men and women out there who have seats here or have to join us online? God is not going to just use us. It's all of us. So pray that God will be leading you to lost people, people who don't know Jesus, that these seats and online, that someday these people will come because we have given the gospel the message of salvation. Examine your heart, declare the gospel of the good news, and let God bring the people. And finally, we need to be say, God, where have you dedicated my service? I want to dedicate my heart to you. Trust in the Lord and do good. Take delight in the Lord and commit your way to the Lord. Like David Livingston, where is your service today? Where has God said now, I call you my brother and sister? May we pray a prayer of commitment as we continue. Let us pray together. Father, you hear our hearts as we examine our hearts that where there's any wicked way in us, you will take it out. We'll be like David, anointed heart. 
Father, I pray for the hearts of my brothers and sisters. If there is any heart in this room or online that does not know Jesus, may they know that you love them and they can trust you and receive you as their Savior. And I pray for us in this room too, that we will be people of the gospel to declare this message. And Father, to seek ways where we can serve you. I pray for all the service that brothers and sisters have here online, wherever they are joining us. May our service be from an anointed heart that is given to you and pursue you. In Jesus' name, amen.